Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me again. We've been looking in the last few episodes uh, of what happened, the various things that the Scripture reveals to us in uh, uh, John so far and Matthew so far in relationship to what occurred when Jesus was resurrected from the dead. You know how the ladies came to the tomb, how the disciples received information, how uh, uh, the reaction of the guards. We saw that in Matthew in the last couple of episodes when they saw the angel roll the stone back, that they were his dead men, how the the guards were uh, bribed by the chief priests and the elders to lie about what happened. And there's so much that the Lord gives us uh, in the Gospels, uh, the detail that he gives. Now, he doesn't give, perhaps, all that we want. Okay, I'll tell you one thing that he doesn't give us that so many people want, and boy, there's been commentaries written about this and that. He doesn't give us a real hard, fast chronology of what happened. Uh, in other words, we don't see uh, uh, first this, second that, third that, just point by point by point by point. We see things that occur. Okay, We see things that occur, and that's what we need to rest upon. We need to rest upon what occurred. So I can sit there and tell you, here's what the report of the guard was. I can tell you, here's what Mary Magdalene said to the disciples. I can tell you that Mary Magdalene came with a group of women. I can't tell you where, whether Mary Magdalene came with a group of women, then went to the disciples, then went back and had the encounter that she had with Jesus. A lot of people believe that. And then Jesus gave her something else to go back and tell. Uh, we simply don't know. So what we have to do with these passages is what we do with, uh, with all the Scripture, is that we rest in what it is that is revealed. Okay, and we don't get hung up in the yeah buts and the whatabouts. So we've seen that the guard came and did. They took the money. We saw that in Matthew twenty-eight fifteen, as they've been instructed, and that this story was widely dispersed among the Jews even to this day. And the story was that Jesus's body was stolen. Now the very next verse in Matthew chapter twenty-eight verse sixteen says this, but. Okay, so it's sort of a transition right there, like the word therefore, like the word now. But the 11 proceeded to Galilee. Well, why were the 11 proceeding to Galilee? Because Jesus had instructed the women to tell the disciples, I'll meet you in Galilee. Folks, there is so much to that one little thing right there. Jesus didn't go to the powers that be in the political realm. Okay, he didn't go to Pilate and say, oh, by the way, you were wrong. Here I am alive. Okay, he didn't do that. He did not even appear first to his disciples. He appeared first to the women. Okay? And that communicated so much to that society and to our society also. Okay? He communicated to them, and they went and communicated to the disciples. And as we'll see in one of the other Gospels later on, Jesus sort of chews them out a little bit, gets on to them because they did not believe the report. The disciples, the 11, didn't believe the report. But now, verse 16 of Matthew 28, they're going to Galilee like Jesus told them to, to the mountain which Jesus had designated. When they saw him, they worshiped him. Now listen to this. They go to the place where he tells them to go to. They're being obedient. They're being faithful. They'd been through some things. Um, Thomas had, had doubted, okay? Thomas wasn't sure about this, but now he believed. They go to him. They see him. They worship, but some were doubtful. <clears throat> even as they're worshiping him, even as they are seeing him, they're still doubtful. Now, one side of me wants to go, are you kidding me? How can you doubt after that? 
But then the other side of me wants to go, man, I can understand trying to process all this. <laughs> you know, that's how the world wants to say that. Well, they're having a hard time processing this. You know, no doubt. But I think it's interesting that Matthew gives us that understanding. They saw him, they worshiped him, but some were doubtful. You know, don't we all find ourselves like that? Lord, we believe, help our unbelief. Remember that? Okay. I think it was that kind of thing. And then Matthew 18, and these are the last three uh, verses of uh, the Gospel of Matthew, and quite often it's called the Great Commission. Well, that's fine because Jesus does, does commission them, but he doesn't say it in that way. And sometimes these cute little titles that we've given the things sort of rob us of understanding. So listen to what Jesus does. Verse 18, and Jesus came up and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. You know, if you ever struggle with things and you wonder about things, just remember this, that all authority has been given to Jesus and all authority in heaven, all authority on earth, all authority from who? From the father himself. And you see more about this uh, throughout the scriptures, but Jesus was, and he's reminding them of this. He's given authority because of that. Verse 19, he says this, go therefore, and, you know, most of us could probably quote these last two verses, which are actually one sentence. Go, therefore, and make disciples, right? But we forget the therefore, the therefore, go, therefore. What's the therefore, therefore? In light of the fact that all authority has been given to me, in light of the fact that all authority was given to Jesus in heaven and on earth, then go, go in the light of that authority. Because he's already said, and we saw a lot of this over in John, the Gospel of John, that he's granted the authority to the disciples. Now, some interesting questions come up. Is this right here? Is this going in authority just for these 11, or is it for us? <clears throat> well, most people out of uh, evangelicalism will say, no, it's for us. It's for the body of Christ. And I believe that's true. Amen, I believe that's right. But they're very inconsistent because they'll come along and say, oh, yeah, yeah, Matthew 28, that's for us. But then they'll come along and say, no, Matthew 24 and 25, that's just for the Jewish people and just for believers at that time. You can't be inconsistent like that. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry about it, but you'll encounter this kind of stuff all the time. So Jesus says, verse 19, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Notice it's not just the Jews. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Notice he says to make disciples. I was talking with someone last evening about this right here, about how we in the body of Christ really do not do this. What we say we're doing was, oh, we're making disciples. We're making disciples. No, we're not. We're making church members. We're making organizational members. We're doing what the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Jewish leadership did when Jesus looked at him and said, you will search all over the world to make someone a proselyte. And you make them twice the son of hell that you are yourself. That's what we do. Rare is the situation that makes disciples. Disciples means someone who's learning. That's all it means, that they're learning and learning. And this context right here is you make learners baptizing them. In other words, they believe that Jesus is Messiah. They believe, they repent, and they confess, and they're baptized in the name of the Father and Son of the Holy Spirit. They're saved, and they continue on in the learning. They're not just getting a fire insurance type of policy, okay? They're not doing something like that. They are learning exactly what the gospel means, and it continues on. Now, the last verse, teaching them to observe all that I commanded, all I commanded you. 
And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So that gives us a hint right here that it wasn't just for these 11 disciples because this carries on to the end of the age. And we'll talk about that some other time. But he's telling this is how you make the disciples. They repent, they confess, they believe. You baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you teach them to observe the things that Jesus commanded. That's what we need to do is teach them to observe, not teach them man's commandments, not teach them man's interpretation of Jesus's commandments, but to teach them what Jesus said. And then remember this, folks, that he is with us always to the end of the age. Is that not a great promise? Is that not a great way to end this gospel? Uh, I think it is. Anyway. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me. Uh, do pass the words about these podcast times. Encourage people to join and to listen together with us. And I'll see you again later. Goodbye.